Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Blocks sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. Following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics and video games to science and technology, if it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Brandon. I'm Boar. And Brandon, welcome back to the United States of America. Yay! How have you been? Let me tell you the story of my life. Okay. It all started when my dad put his sperm in my mom's butt, and there was a hole in her butt that went into the vagina and accidentally got her pregnant. Little did they know. (laughs) Long story short, I got fired from my job after 10 years, and then three days later, went to Scotland for two weeks. (laughs) Woo! That's what you do when you get fired. You go, fuck this country, and you leave for two weeks and spend a bunch of money you shouldn't have. So, uh, yeah, that's that, a yeah, good that's, story. That's what I did. Well, congratulations on the firing. Yeah, thank you. It really uh, streamlined. We're calling it the whole the place I work. <laughs> I don't care if I mention it. They, they're calling it the leaving, the great leaving. The great and leaving. it shall be remembered. <laughs> Funny enough, side story, and this isn't this is actually true. Ever since I left, they've been finding a dead bird almost every day outside the entrance. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, but one of my coworkers says a hawk keeps coming by and dropping birds. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. A hawk should be eating it. But they're finding a dead bird. She sent me pictures. There are just dead birds in front of me. You, you used to work at like a raptor uh, sanctuary or something like that, right? Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. But maybe it's one of those birds that was let go and they're dropping that down is- <laughs> like warnings. It's either warning or it's like they're they're paying their respects. Like, this is for Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, though they sent me a picture. It has to be one of those birds that you nursed back to health <laughs> well, at they, some point. They sent me a picture of this sparrow, and I was like, he's just sleeping. Just wake <laughs> him up. And I was like, maybe he flew into the door, and he's stunned. He was like, no, the other side of him has just got puncture wounds, and it's bleeding out. I was like, oh, okay. So, so they didn't even thing. try mouth to mouth? No. Mouth to beak? I've seen mouth, mouth to mouth. Puncture wound? <laughs> I, I've seen mouth to mouth on a bald eagle, and it worked. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think you want to wrap your mouth around a beak, though. It's a little. You got to shove it far in. 
But anyway, where were we talking about? Scotland. We were talking about your spiritual connection to birds. It's created some kind of um, protection ring, and they're like, I don't know, acknowledging you. It's complicated, but Scotland it's does have a great internship for falconry. You can you can learn falconry oh. there, and they'll. Why like, didn't you just stay? Because you're not allowed to. As a United States citizen, I have to come back to this fucking place, or oh. else I get in trouble. But he has to get the right visa. He could get a falconry visa, and then right. Um, Why didn't you apply for one of those? Because there's no money in it. And I need money. <laughs> no, you can work the Renaissance Festival circuit. You just have to off the other people. They actually, there are signs that say they they do use falconry uh, in the UK at airports and landfills and stuff to keep other birds. Other birds, yeah, I've like heard of that. Yeah. and dangerous stuff. Plus, like so. uh, full time year round work if you can get the gig over at Medieval Times. That's true. Right here in town, <laughs> they've got a falconer. You can make the I falcon just that. fly around the the audience. Maybe have you never been to Medieval like, Times? I actually haven't. What you know? What here? Maybe we should take advantage of this. I uh, we were approached by Medieval Times at one point to do some kind of promotion with them. There was no, and we declined. What? Well, it was just there was a lot of other things going on, and really, we weren't necessarily going to get much out of it. Uh, any except, any like publicity for, is good. If publicity. they would give us like except for a free pot of their soup, could, I would be emu leg. Yeah, just would, one. Uh, well, well, hey, they don't have look, those. I'll, I'll drop yeah. them another email and I'll see what we can do. It's been a couple years, but maybe maybe we can have a medieval time special. Hell yeah, mm -hmm. we could record live from medieval times. That was discussed. Really? Yeah. Well, I talked about. Here's here's. I mean, here, it would we be, still turned it down. Here's what I talked. It was really. Here's the thing. I, we wanted to make it worth their while because we wanted to like see if we could, you know how much we wanted to make it a, a business transaction. So we were trying to put more into it. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa. You approached them? No, I think you're I making it sound like we approached them. Uh, well, no, they approached us, and then then I then I we we had a discussion about okay. like like it was sort of a what can we do kind of conversation, and hopefully I'm not like I don't I don't think I'm violating any degree of confidentiality Did here. You it was sign a pretty anything? casual no. conversation, but we talked about the possibility of doing a video series with Jamela, uh, the puppet. Uh, at, at medieval times, and I was like, "That sounds amazing." And you said, "We're not going to get anything out of this." No, <laughs> I well, I said, you know, but look, any publicity hold, is good publicity, even if you don't get money. Well, it's it's complicated, right? Because because our our podcast. I mean, if we, do you want this to turn into a business conversation? Because our podcast interests yes. and the amount of like the things that we do that actually give us the most clout and like and, and energy in, ter in terms of like stimulating uh, a listenership or a new listenership do not come from. Uh, events outside of like the convention circuit or anything else. I don't know who that's necessarily, but it's it's probably because we've never partnered up with uh, Medieval Times. Yeah. yeah. Well, first you said they approached you. How do how do they know about us? I we we get solicitations all the time. So We're see, local, higher ups local. obviously know. It's just they're not they're often not not worthy solicitations, and that was one of the most attractive ones I've seen. Well, that's why we should pursue Cheddar's. We should make a deal with Cheddar's. <laughs> oh, why should wait the 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 sports bar? Is it a sports bar? I don't no, know. it's not a sports I've never bar. Been to it's, one. A it's a scratch kitchen. Yeah, it's a fine American restaurant. It's a whole, it, 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 a scratch Ch kitchen. Huh? Cheddar's scratch kitchen. That's yeah. what they're calling themselves yeah, now. There's nothing so, like, from like, scratch. Like TGI there. Friday's everything, scratch kitchen. Everything is from scratch. Definitely not out of a bag. <laughs> everything has been scratched by rats <laughs> in the back. That's what a scratch kitchen is. So we're so I guess having you having said that, we're throwing out our Cheddar's promotion. Yeah. Where you can get a giant chicken for twelve ninety nine and the painkiller drink, which has five different types of alcohol, that will kill That's your a good pain. Drink. It's a, it's actually a pretty <laughs> it's good a drink. brain cells, yeah. and it's the size of like a fishbowl. Uh, I just want to state that uh, Brandon and I have been talking about Cheddar's for I don't know, probably like a year. What's your and favorite a half restaurant? That's why I, I mentioned at one time that I thought it was better than you know like Fridays and Applebee's and Chili's and stuff uh, like that. And other, I, other things with buildings the same relative it was, shape, shape and size. Right. It was like. To me, it's uh, among the top tier of the fast casual 
<laughs> restaurants, right? So Go on. I said to Brandon, you should give it a try. And from that moment on, it was solidified in his brain no, no. as my favorite I restaurant. Think, see, we're, we're both remembering this differently. You remember it that way. I remember, Brandon, Cheddar's is my favorite restaurant. Oh, you bullshit. have to go. <laughs> And I'm, I'm not like, that enthusiastic and like, about absolutely anything. And you were like, your eyes and are everybody so, listening knows that. <laughs> your eyes were so wide, and you were like drooling, and you were screaming. You were like, scre- you were like manic. You're like Brandon, and I was like, whoa, Bor, okay, we'll go. And I was like, oh, it's all right. But man, Bor's favorite restaurant. Like, is weird. if anybody has listened to like more than three or four episodes, <laughs> they know that you lie, and I'm not enthusiastic I've about anything. I've never lied anything. a day in my life, Bor. One of us lies and one of us tells the truth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a lie. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but anyway, we went there, right? I think for my birthday. Because it's your favorite, yeah. So we took you to Cheddar's? No, because we were joking about it. And I was like, sure, let's fuck it. Let's go to Cheddar's. And, and Brandon actually thoroughly liked it. Oh, yeah. No, the food was good. I don't recommend... Uh, it's not from scratch. I don't know... I don't care that they're saying it's a scratch kitchen. I don't know what that means. I think that's an extremely uh, early 21st century hipsterism of... Uh, uh, yeah, some of that food was frozen. Nomenclature. Yeah, it's not It's not from G- scratch. Gentrified nomenclature. That's if, what that is. If by scratch they mean they took frozen french fries and then made a sauce from scratch and dumped it on frozen french fries, then yes. I mean, I think they would argue that they made fresh french fries and... I want... I demand... If you're listening, Cheddar's execs and CEO, I I want to be taken on a tour in the back. You you show me how you make everything from scratch, and I will set the record straight. I will come back here in a week, and I will talk about the greatest restaurant on the planet that Boar loves. Brandon, I have a question. Are you are you assuming that Cheddar's doesn't live true to its claim of being a quote unquote scratch kitchen? Uh, just because you would rightly assume that no one else in their particular restaurant bracket. bothers to say cut potatoes in the morning um there's two answers to that one (laughs) yes and two i've eaten a lot of food Uh uh-huh i've eaten food from scratch Uh uh-huh i've I've eaten food my whole life i've i've well i'm not gonna go that far i haven't eaten food my whole life but in the short period of time where i have eaten food (laughs) i know what food from scratch kind of tastes like and it just tastes not fresh does it taste bad no Okay. <laughs> cool. It well, didn't hey. taste bad. Uh, but, but there's, send, send there's a email. thing with you get from certain textures where you just know. Mm. You know, like you know, like a French fry. Do you even on. remember what you had? No. Why are we talking about cheddars? I don't know. So, so I went to Scotland where there's no, <laughs> there's no cheddars. Um, Bringing it back around <clears throat> to Scotland. And so we had a plan. We had a two week plan. You and Denica. Yes. Where we we planned a bunch of we planned an Airbnb at the beginning of the trip for three days, and then an Airbnb at the end of the trip for three days, and then the middle like eight days we were going to rent a car, drive down through Scotland to Manchester to hang out with someone, and we were just going to randomly find Airbnbs the night before and try to figure things out. Sure, that was a great time. Um, Edinburgh is a cool city; you can walk around. I love Edinburgh. It's yeah. kind of dirty. There's pizza everywhere mm-hmm. for some reason, um, including haggis pizza. <clears throat> I didn't try the haggis pizza, but one of my favorite things is um, it, since it's a really, really old city, and they're pretty like uh, they're pretty. Was it what's the word secular when they don't give a fuck about religion? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. So all their churches are converted into like restaurants and hotels and stuff. Oh yeah, and during um, during the French festival because that's the the globally the big French festival. We were there right, I think after yeah. we missed the clusterfuck, which was great. They told me you do not want to be there during that. Oh, it's a 
I mean, in theory, you do because it's amazing. But I mean, like we wouldn't have been able to get an Airbnb if that was going. That on. is true. Yes, but uh, um, but 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 they turn the the churches get turned into venues for all kinds of different performances yeah. and stuff. It's pretty wild. And everyone's cool. Everyone's nice there in Scotland. And then so the thing that I love is you can get a breakfast called like a traditional Scottish fry. Yeah, and it comes with like haggis, black pudding, these little fried hash browns, beans, tomatoes, like five other things. A lot of sh- a lot of food. Yeah, and because it was like fifty degrees when we went, and you do a lot of walking. Like even though you're eating a two thousand calorie meal, you're not gaining any weight because you're walking all day in yeah. the cold. Uh, so that was cool. But haggis, I tried for the first time because I, I was I can't go to scotland you can't go to scotland and someone puts haggis in front of you and you can't be an asshole and go i'm that looks disgusting i'm not gonna try it so i tried it and it's really fucking good yeah i like it a lot i thought it was i hate gamey things i can't do sheep i can't do goat they make me want to throw the fuck up but i tried haggis and it was like really cheesy and garlicky and i loved it it was absolutely wonderful black pudding i can i'm actually a pretty big fan of black pudding too so here's i like it better i know i don't like black sausage but i don't know about pudding i think it's similar it's it's, it's blood based. Yeah. It's when pudding is like a sausage, but it's like a sausage patty. So it's it's denser and it's like it can be uh, mm. cooked a little little firmer. So that's that's I I like that better. Okay. So the it doesn't problem sound better, but the problem with Edinburgh though is it's it's a touristy city. They have like sure. the boy wizard stores everywhere, which you know fucking Harry Potter. You know when I was there, Scottish, that wasn't a thing. Scotsman stores where you get shitty kilts and scarves and things for your family clan and just all this crap. Um, however, there was a, an, um, one American diner that had like Elvis standing in front of it <laughs> and we were hungry one day and that was the you only place You found Chewies? Open. No, it wasn't <laughs> Chewies, but we were like, let's, let's go there. And the weirdest shit happened. They were playing American music that we would never play in America. And mm-hmm. the people in the restaurant were like singing to it. Like they knew all the words. Like they literally were playing the... I want to be like you song from the Jungle Book animated movie from back in the day <laughs> as, as an American classic hit. And there was like, there was a, there was a Scottish woman and man sitting next to us. And she's like, I want to be like you. I was like, well, and we were just staring at each other going, what the fuck is happening? It's just songs I've never heard before from artists. Like, like the random songs they've made that they never like would play here. Uh, so it was a really weird experience. Well, maybe um, not. Maybe not in this time period when you know only a, a couple different organizations run the airwaves and they've mm-hmm. shaped what we do and don't hear. Maybe then, but it is. It is their perception of Americana is extremely strange. Well, no, that's what was weird. Is it was just that restaurant. When we went anywhere else in the UK or any other restaurant, it was like the latest hits from like R and B and hip hop and pop in America. It was like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and like just random like popular American songs. I never once heard like what the fuck is Scottish music. I don't know, and I've been to Scotland. <laughs> there was a guy playing a bagpipe every day from like dawn till dusk busking and had like a little change thing out and he wouldn't stop and i guess that's scottish music because i didn't hear anything else besides that well i mean there's there there are no shortage of uh european specifically uk pop acts out there that i'm i don't know how much bbc you listen to or not but you know they they have more traction there than they do here but uh upon you know, actually, I, I, have, have, I have a story about their perception about American music, though. Um, go for I it. I was doing a karaoke uh, at the, the basement floor of a bar in Edinburgh called Frankenstein's. And uh, there is this old Scottish dude running it. And he saw that there was a table of American students there. And was like, I got a song for you. It's a redneck anthem. And he starts playing 
uh, achy breaky heart <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> as though like you know that's somehow actually representative of of any kind of redneck culture other than like you know everyone I mean, who it is to a little music. bit it's a little I mean, bit a, a little bit but it's more it was like you know it was like a novelty song in the early 90s my achy breaky heart in, in general but you know it's not friends in low places or something no. you know it's it's extremely far it's a cartoon version of american country music so uh, yeah. anyway proceed well, Scotland. Well, I was gonna say the the weird thing about Edinburgh is that it's since it's a major tour, they have you know the Edinburgh School there, and mm-hmm. we went there because we that know, makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's it's a huge uni- like university, and one of our friends is going there for a year mm-hmm. to study like archaeology. So she she got in, and it's like the town of Edinburgh itself is like fifty percent Americans, and then like forty percent Asians. I don't know why that just how, and then ten percent actual Scottish people. I had, That's it, how Edinburgh was when I went. Interesting. There's so interesting. many Americans that we ran into Americans who were going to be like, "Hey, do you know where this is?" And we're like, "Dude, we're from Florida. We don't know." And they're like, "Oh <laughs> shit, hey!" And then it happened all the time. Um, but when we left uh, Edinburgh, oh wait, there's I'm missing a fucking great story. Before I left Edinburgh, there's a place called Arthur's Seat. I love Arthur's Seat. It's a giant like hill slash mountain you can walk up, and. So we made it one of our goals to like get to the top of this mountain. And there's a tradition where you drink this wine called like Buckfast, and it's like this grape wine or something. And it's it's grape strong. wine. It's, it's like, Wait, <laughs> slow down. Sorry, I've never sorry, heard sorry. of grape sorry. wine. It's, it's a great. It's a grape. <laughs> it's a grape liquor. Sorry, it's a grape liquor, not a wine. Well, you know, I, I hardly know her. Um, but it's really good. So I thought it was a good idea, seeing that I hadn't had any coffee in like <laughs> in no. like you know, in like six months because it's like a diuretic. To you, I was like, I'm really gonna get up this fucking hill today. Drink some coffee, have a full Scottish breakfast, like huge, prepare myself, (gasps) and then we march, we walk 30 minutes to get to like the other side of the town, because it's not, you can walk there, it's great, and then we see this looming hill, and as we're going up Arthur's Seat, there's a huge trail, and I look to the right, and I go, let's take that trail, there just looks like, like, random stairway that's going off into the distance, and it's a complete opposite side, so we start walking up this other hill that we can't see over the top, and, and halfway up, my stomach starts hurting really bad. Yeah. And uh, you can hear it now almost. It's like, it's like I'm still there. And Jenica's like, what's wrong? I was like, no, I'm fine. Keep going. And I start sweating. And we're, we're walking up. It's called like Salisbury Peak or something. It's next to Arthur's seat. And it's, it's halfway up. I can no longer walk. I'm like, Danica, if I walk anymore, I'm going to shit my pants. And she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, I drank coffee and ate a huge breakfast. And... And I haven't pooped in three days. And it's all liquefied. <laughs> and I look down. I look down and I can see the city. I can see the streets and the roads. There is no way I can make it down. It's like a half a mile of like weird rocky slopes to get back down. Um, so I say, keep going. I will find you. <laughs> and I wander off. And, th- and there's a bunch of people all over. But like the, because I picked this peak because I like taking the road like less traveled, mm-hmm. you know, where there aren't people, where I can actually just explore and be away from you, things. You hike see. like you live your life. With with no purpose, with purpose, <laughs> with no purpose down, down the road, less traveled. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't I don't get the reference, guys. But anyway, so <laughs> I find I find these bushes. It's a ring of bushes like down. A, I have to walk down like an incline. There's a ring of bushes like something in Zelda and they're all covered in thorns. But Met- I go metals, Yeah. Yeah. But and I go. But that is a perfect spot in the center. I need to get in there. Wow. And okay. and, oh, no! and so I find an entrance, a small entrance that I can crawl. I can actually crawl through. I can see it. 
There is nothing blocking. There's no nettles. I crawl straight in. And I stand up. And it's just this really nice, fluffy... I don't know if you've been to Scotland, people, but it's got really fluffy, springy, nice grass. It's not like the shit in Florida. It's it's really nice. It's like almost like hair. And it's it's a it's a huge it's a the bed land covered in hair. It's a bed of this hair, like a round table sized bed of hair, surrounded by nettles, and I'm in the middle. No one can see me in any direction possible. And I'm like, this is perfect. Now, unbeknownst to you guys, I acquired an item earlier in the day. In your quest, yes. Or else I would have been I would have been fucked. I it was because it was so cold, my nose is a little runny, and my friend my friend Laura who was there was like Here's a package of portable, like, mini tissues. You'll need this. <laughs> and then as I had to shit it's on that... It's to go alone, Brandon. I, as I had to shit on that mountaintop, I reached into my pocket and found the entire unsealed package of tissues, and I was like, yes, now I don't have to wipe my ass on nettles. <laughs> it, was, it was great. And so I'm not done yet. So I, I go into the back, kind of in between the nettles and the grass, and I pull down my pants. Now... This is where squatting for like 30 years has paid off. I can, I can just squat and poop. But I pull down my pants and I go, oh, this is wrong. I can't do this. I can't just shit in the middle of nowhere with my pants down like this. And I pull my pants back up and I was like, oh, I can't do this. And so I try to get out. And I was like, no, I have to shit right now. So I go back and I pull my pants halfway down to my knees and I go, what if it comes out liquid and drips down my legs and goes into my socks and shoes? What am I going to do? And then I said, no, I will push so hard. It will shoot out like a fucking shotgun. And I did it. And it sprayed everywhere. Yeah. It was like chocolate pudding. It was like chocolate ganache. It was like, it was like melted Oreos. Because there was a little bit of white in it for some reason. We won't go into. Um, and it smelled horrific. It's just excreting nitrates. That's it's, all. It smelled horrific. I used all the tissues. I made a neat pile. <laughs> I tried to cover it with a little bit of grass. I think everything there died immediately. You would think poop would put nutrients into the ground, but for some reason, everything started like wilting. And then I, I pulled my pants back up and we uh, I found Annika. We went to the top of that fucking mountain and I conquered that mountain in more ways than one that day. I shit on it. <laughs> I shit on the face of that fucking mountain. I shit in Scotland on a mountain. <laughs> and really that, Rats off that, that would have made the trip... Uh, worth it right then within three days i could have gone home and be like that's my story i was waiting for a twist like i oriented myself wrong and didn't take into account the slope of <laughs> i <this>. slipped backwards <laughs> and then i was like oh fuck um, a strange little man crawled out of the ground and said hey you, you're shitting on me oh what are you doing to my house <laughs> and then he took me to his gnome village <laughs> where i had a feast of mushroom caps and foxtails because they eat <laughs> foxtails um but anyway so that was my shitting on a mountain story, and then beautiful. And then when I bore randomly stuff told of me, legend, yeah. Well, I was gonna go to. We were going to Glasgow next because that was where our next Airbnb was. Mm-hmm. We were just. It's. I don't know if you know how big Scotland and UK is, but Florida is basically bigger. Florida is bigger than Scotland and most of the UK combined. So when you rent a car, you can drive the whole fucking thing. Oh yeah, it's yeah. pretty easy. I'm, I driving through Scotland in a rental car is one of my favorite experiences in my entire life. Oh, it was one of the most fucking terrifying experiences to me, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> Glasgow. This is where shit got cool sort of. It's a less it's a less touristy town. It's just as big as Edinburgh. In fact, I think there's more people there, but it's not a touristy town for the most part. Um, except for maybe the food. Bor was like there's this thing you've got to try. Yeah, I was randomly doing research on Scottish food, and I, I, I was I was like, I gotta randomly. find something that Brandon needs to try. 
right? Like something specific to Scotland that Brandon can find. And I found something called a pizza crunch. And apparently only it's only made in Glasgow. So I was like, that's where I'm going. Yeah, it was very convenient that I found this right then. <laughs> Come to Glasgow um, for the pizza crunch. I thought that's it would be song. hard to find. Almost every fish and chip and pizza shop has it in Glasgow. Yeah, so basically what it is is they take like a frozen pizza and the example that I saw looked like kind of a shitty frozen pizza. Like not we're talking like quality. Red Baron quality or, or pizza to- or Totino's. something. Or Totino's maybe. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But they take it while it's still frozen. They cut it in half. They dip it in batter. And then they fry the whole damn thing. And then they serve it to you after it's afterwards. Repulsive. It was marvelous. <laughs> it was great. It was it, a And greasy... it looked like sometimes they would put like uh, vinegar and... Okay, well, every, everything, ha- there's a there's bottles of brown sauce and malt vinegar everywhere in UK, so Heaven. I, I tried it, yeah, it's a little too much for me, but the pizza crunch. It's stinky and brown, I'm going to town. Oh, wait. It, wait. I'm, I'm Whoa. No, no, Whoa. No. no. Whoa. <laughs> Can't take it back. I miscalculated. We're not, we're not Cover your around. asses. <laughs> so, so if you found my poop in the woods is what you're saying. Uh, delicious. You'd be going to town. A wonderful pudding-esque treat or ganache-esque treat as the case may be. Who left all these nutrients here? <laughs> Not going to waste. Use a straw, one of those filter straws made to drink bacteria water. Anyway, anyway, the pizza crunch (laughs) was was much better than than you thought. It was it was a crispy fried dough, and it was filled with pizza. I mean that I don't know how else to describe it. That it was. It sounds delightful to me. It was good. It was missing something, which I think would have been like pepperoni, something savory. If we made our own with like a pepperoni pizza. The examples that I saw did have pepperoni, so I'm kind of surprised that you got a cheese only. I could only find cheese ones there. I Mm. couldn't find pepperoni. Now, they have something else called a pizza fry and a pizza crunch. I have no idea what the fuck a pizza fry is. I would have had to try it all. I just had a pizza crunch. I don't know what the difference is since they're both fried. Hmm. But I didn't ask it. I didn't find out. Um, maybe they, they put fries on it before they batter it. And <laughs> maybe. Oh, it's just fr- literally fries. Like, why not? <laughs> like actually fries. Uh, but Glasgow does this thing where they also fry a bunch of shit that no one else does. Um, the, I mean, besides Mars bars, which is really like a touristy thing that they don't eat. Uh, they have hot dogs and sausages that they fry. They fry blood sausages and things mm-hmm. like that. I, I only had the pizza crunch. And honestly, that was about 5,000 calories. I'm not exaggerating. I, I was done eating after that for the rest of the day did they have something that was akin to like a corn dog that but with blood sausage on the inside no it there was no stick they call it a blood dog it was it was literally it was literally batter with a sausage in it there's or no maybe stick. a corn blood <laughs> you got some corn blood yeah mm. <laughs> dude you know what you know what fucking flapjacks are over there me and Danica were thinking no they're not uh, flapjacks over here are i guess a type of pancake pancakes yeah yeah over there, a flapjack is a square of oats, and we kept seeing them, and then we finally were like, what the fuck is a flapjack? Why are you guys called oh, square oats Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that called that, but it was like with that snacking company, Gray's. I don't would, know. They would I give just... you little like granola bar things yeah. that were called flapjacks. So, so if you go to a place and you order flapjacks, you're not getting pancakes, just making that clear. Gotcha. So Interesting. Um, hmm. So we had many other exciting things that I, I don't necessarily need to go into in Scotland, but driving um, on the left-hand side of the road with someone who oftenly confuses their left and right side <laughs> is, a, is a really fun thing, especially when you've never done roundabouts before. Uh, that's cool. Mm. So the, th- the thing about Scotland is when you're driving on a main road, 
and there's no lights. It's just roundabouts. You're going 60 miles per hour, then there's a roundabout, and then you go through a small town, and then there's five roundabouts, and it's a little crazy. You get used to it after five days. There were a lot of roundabouts in Spain, but the advantage for me was that they drove on the right side of the road. So yeah, not, I, in not Scotland, do they go around the opposite direction? Yeah, they go left. Everything is left, yeah. Yeah. The, the whole UK is the left, the rest of Europe is right, I think. I mean, roundabouts are circles, so it's more of a counterclockwise, clockwise type of situation. It's just scary when I'm a passenger <laughs> and I'm not in control of the car whatsoever. And here's the other scary part. So we ordered a car, like a small car, and they like forgot our confirmation. So we went there or called them the day before. They're like, oh, it's okay. We're going to give you a better car. So we're going to give you an upgrade. They gave us the biggest fucking volkswagen i've ever seen it was a boat it was as wide as oh yeah the volkswagen boat it was as, <laughs> it was as wide as one and a half lanes and the length of two cars and I, i'm not exaggerating <laughs> it was we were so pissed and that was all we could get and within five minutes we hit a cone that exploded because they're made out of plastic and everyone was oh, like hard plastic yeah ones? and it yeah. just shattered and the construction worker came up to us and was like seriously and we're like well, dude it's fine and then we drove off we didn't hit anything <laughs> we didn't hit anything else the rest of the trip um <laughs> however the, one of our plans was to drive completely through the top of this mountainous forest uh-huh. and see some cool things like red deer and like goats and sheep and things like that the roads were not as wide as our car and that one road was two-way traffic <laughs> for, like, 70 miles. Wow. So there were semis with, like, logs on them, and we either had to reverse or try not to die. And no one would slow down for us. Like, Trial they're, by fire. They're wow. going 60 on that road, yeah. and we're, like, driving 20 not to, trying not to die. So looking back at it, it was pretty fun. <laughs> Uh, but at the, t- at the time, I was, I was freaking out and, like, causing problems. It was like, you're going to die, we're going to die. Um, yeah, so that was that was fun. We survived driving a giant boat through. Yeah, Scotland. if the roads are anything like they were in Spain, super narrow, probably. We we went all the way. Luckily, I was in a Nissan Micra, which you can imagine is not as large <laughs> as the VW. No, boat. we were trying to get some, <laughs> we were trying to get something small like a Chevy Spark. I mean, not, whatever the equivalent is. Like we were trying to get a small, decent car that we could park anywhere and go. Right. But like half the time to get to our Airbnbs, you have to drive down a back alley. And then turn, make a sharp 90 degree yep. turn. Yep. And it was not happening. I experienced some of those. It's we had great. to get like the people who own the Airbnb out and like guide us in. Like it was, it was terribly embarrassing, but it was great, you know? Um, the typical Americans driving a gigantic car. We had to keep telling everyone <laughs> we did not want this car. This is all they gave us. And they're like, oh, those people over there at the rental center, they don't give a shit. Um, I think there was one family that asked us for some reason randomly. They're like, uh, "How do you do? You guys support Trump?" And we're like, "No, okay, bye." <laughs> um, what did did they want you to? No, I don't think oh, so. But okay. we just dropped it right then and there. Uh, funny enough, we went to the UK to get away from fucking American politics, and that's all that was on the TVs everywhere. Well, we're putting on the best reality show on earth. I so. think it was a way for them to distract from their own shitty politics mm. because it was on all their stations. It yeah. wasn't like American stations. So that was. That was cool. They're, they're relaxing, kinda, very relaxing. Yeah, everyone, uh, everyone's laughing at us. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, we made it to Manchester, which is you know in in the British part of the UK. I mean, it's all British, but you, let's be now, honest. So, are us. you a big Joy Division fan, or what exactly brought you to Manchester? Um, into, into Manchester United. I, I don't, I don't or, know uh, about Joy Division, but I know about Sad Separation. Um, <laughs> that's my that's the band I like. But. <laughs> 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 I don't like England. 
It kind of sucks. Uh, you went to Manchester, great. dude. Yeah. You didn't go to London. We also went you to... You didn't go to... No, we also went to a <laughs> to city... To Brighton. We, the first city we got to was Carlisle, and we stayed in a hotel, and the whole town, it's a big town, it all smells like rancid diarrhea from a cow, and there's no farms around. I don't was know. Was this before or after your incident on the mountain? This is way after. It drifted. <laughs> it took a few days, but it drifted down to Carlisle, which whenever we told someone it smelled like shit, they're like, oh yeah, Carlisle, smells like shit. I was like, oh, yep, mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to Manchester where we missed like five roundabouts in the in a row in the airport. Um, the airport is a horrible, horrible, horrible place. We talked to an employee about how horrible it was and he was like, yep, they just keep building shit without thinking about it. I was like, well, I'm glad you know that too. Um, horrible system there. Anyway, we got out of Manchester after hanging out with someone and, and we had to pick someone up from the airport. And then we drove all the way back to Edinburgh to end our trip. Uh-huh. That was the gist of it. We basically went on a road trip from Edinburgh and then went back to Edinburgh to fly out. You see any uh, castles? You go to any castles, Brandon? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're in Scotland. I saw I saw the oldest castle. Yeah? Um, it is literally a few steps or a few stones and some grass. That's all that's left. Uh. It started... <laughs> si- because it was one of the first castles in Scotland, like the 1200s, it started sinking. Mm. So they had to move it, and then they we went to see the new castle they built, which was pretty cool. There's a lot of castles in Scotland. They're a lot smaller than I thought. They're tiny. They're like they're like a lord's private residence castle, so they're not any bigger than like maybe two or three houses put together. Yeah. Um, and they're nice and drafty. The actual castle... <laughs> the actual huge fucking castle was, you know, in Edinburgh. Yeah. Edinburgh Castle where I drank some great fucking whiskey there. And uh, some was it made this with like... Whiskey? Yeah. Bra- what's it called? Brow? I don't even remember. Browadar? Browadar. It's, it's a honey whiskey. And I know what you're thinking. Jack Daniels, Tennessee honey is disgusting. And you'd be correct. But this <laughs> this tastes like fresh honey with alcohol in it. It doesn't taste the other way around. And it's absolutely amazing. And I loved it. And obviously, I couldn't bring a giant bottle back on the plane. So I bought a few minis. They do sell an Edinburgh Castle uh, whiskey for about four thousand pounds. Wow! Which I think is like five thousand five hundred dollars or something. Something US. to that effect. So yeah. I was using Danica's credit card, and I was like, "I'll pay you back." But, <laughs> I, but she wouldn't let me because I was like the end. Charge of it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be a nice special memory, but no, she was like, "Nope." So, but yeah, you know, you've seen castles everywhere. Whatever. They're just fucking. If you played video games, you've seen something that looks better than the castles in Scotland. That's a pro tip right there, there. There is nothing great about going to a castle and like touching the stone and looking at it. In about five minutes, you're like, yeah, all right, I've seen a castle. And then the magic wears off because you realize there is no magic. It's just a bunch of fucking people who put a bunch of stones together. Well, castles aren't typically magic, quote unquote. Exactly. I was really upset. No magic. I didn't see any. Where did they keep the wizards? I didn't see any spriggans or banshees, even though people talk about them. Nothing. Well, okay, so you went you went wandering on Arthur's seat. We you defiled a, a gnome home, and uh, but you didn't you didn't say go wandering into the wilds. No, I did. You dro- oh, did you now? Well, let me explain. Okay, there's a place called Kelburn Castle. Uh huh. And it's a nice place where this lord of the estate or whatever has a castle once again, and they let artists come in and paint the entire castle, like really cool graffiti shit. Uh huh. And there's like a little village at the base of it with like cafes and tea shops and all that, and there's like there's places with animals. And so you get a map, and a lot of it, some of it's for children. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's a little children, childlike. A lady gives us a map, and she's like, you want to see the real experience. She's like, look at this path. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm not even She's like, you I walk. imagine like a she doctor goes, girlfriend type voice. You want to see the real experience. You want to see the real experience. <laughs> so you walk. You walk in between these animal pens you see on the map, and then like, and then you'll notice the, the road disappears. And she's like, just follow it. It's a long trail, but it'll lead you to the top. And we're like, okay. 
I was like, fuck it. What else are we doing the rest of the day? This sounds like fun. So we take the trail and we walk and we walk and we walk and we got completely lost. We actually, it was a great view. We could see everything. We ended up seeing the ocean and islands. I don't know where we were, but we saw islands and the ocean somewhere on the West Coast. Huh, and we, we got lost for like hours and we walked around <laughs> and walked up rickety stairs and found weird like ruins and shit. We ended up finding a house on the top of this mountain surrounded by sheep. And then there was like a four-way path and we had no idea which way to, and we're looking at the map like in every direction, turning upside down. We're not on the map. And it's like this way to this county and this way to like this county. And we don't know where we are and our GPS doesn't work. And we eventually find a bunch of waterfalls and we find our way back down. But that was probably... That sounds magical. It was, I mean, there was no magic involved. It was fun because there weren't other people around. I hope you didn't go chasing any of those waterfalls. I stuck to the rivers and the streams that I'm used to. Good, good. Um, but anyway, so the the best place we probably went just to get away from everything was Kelburn Castle. Uh huh. So if you go to Scotland and you want to see something amazing, go to Kelburn Castle, and then you know you pay to get in this area, and then you fucking ditch it, and you go to the right between the animal enclosures, and you just keep going, and it will lead you to places that most people have not been to in a long time. And it was it was nice. There was a there's many paths where you walk along like tree branches and there's ropes there and we just thought we're going to die. There's no way we're supposed to do this. There're like little bridges over falling tree branches. Okay. Um with like ropes holding you on so you don't die. Like these these long horizontal ropes. Uh, we went down some of them and realized there's a sign that said do not use this <laughs> after we already did and had to go back. And it just ends with horrible, horrible falls into death. Like, because we were really fucking high up at that point. Like, you could look down and see just nothing but slopes and rocks without end. Dig it. So that was cool. Just jagged rocks. Um, so that that was basically, that was the high point. Mm-hmm. That and shitting on a mountain. Yeah, no kidding. Some people tell it on a mountain, I shit on a mountain. <laughs> you can tell on the mountain after I shit on the mountain. You step in my shit. But yeah, that was, uh, that was my Scottish experience. There's, um... Well done. I mean, they do they do lots of cool shit that I wish we had. There's everything has a tea room and a full bar. Uh huh. Everything. Yeah. We went we went to a hut in the middle of the mountains because it was a little cafe. Full bar, tea room. We went to a clothing store. It's like downstairs. Go to the tea room. There's a tea room downstairs and a full bar. <laughs> you go to a normal restaurant. There's a full bar. Their liquor license obviously is completely different than ours. Yeah. Their or beer and liquor's not. Yeah. I, yeah ev- <laughs> literally everything had a full bar. You go to a coffee shop, there's a full bar. They're fucking alcoholics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> my opinion of, of the culture of the United Kingdom is I, I feel, and this is, I think, also it's true. It's cold and rainy all the time. What, what else are you going to do? I, I, yeah, drink? I just mean it's, it's engineered to promote alcoholism because everything closes down as soon that as it gets true. dark. Yeah. And you so, got to keep people pacified. So legitimately, the only thing <clears throat> there is to do is drink. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go out and do something. But I do like that. We went to like a Birds of Prey Center over there because I saw it. We randomly saw it on a map. I'm like, let's go visit it. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. They had, it was like. And a, there was a bar, full bar and a tea room. Well, there actually was no full bar, but there was a there was a huge tea room restaurant in the Birds of Prey Center. So you can get tea and it's run by the woman who owns and runs the whole place because it's like a private collection of Birds of Prey. And they, they have breeding programs for like conservation and shit like that. So you're just drinking tea outside, like surrounded by all these like falcons and peregrines and shit like that so that was cool cool yeah so you know Isn't i and a then, peregrine a type of falcon it's a peregrine falcon yeah 
but but they have <laughs> okay. many types of falcons and hawks and things. So I, I immediately took pictures and sent them to the Birds of Prey Center here, going, "This is what you fucking need. <laughs> you need a tea room." Also, what they fucking need is to get you back on board because you're a uh, a bird entrepreneur and clearly have command over the uh, right. over the falcons. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe someday, maybe someday. <laughs> but I, I can't I can't remember much more uh, information about my Scottish trip. Okay, well, hey, I mean, there's more that's happened, that's a, but nothing crazy. If, we, if 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 you think of any brilliant stories to share, just uh, just interrupt uh, interrupt whatever the fuck we're doing for the rest of the episode, because that's uh, what did how I, are we gonna top that? What did I miss did while you, I was gone for two weeks? Uh, what what happened to the country? Uh, bleh, boy, I heard there were, I flew away to escape a hurricane. Um, and then another one happened. So <laughs> and and then, well, we were completely safe from it. What here. what I have looked recently is that Hurricane Michael that just destroyed a shit ton of stuff is now actually heading. It's getting stronger. It's supposedly going to get stronger and it's heading straight towards the UK. So our friend in Scotland, like it's heading towards them from the latest projections. Uh, so we're like we we left and we have sent you this hurricane. Good luck. Uh, They've got castle walls. They'll be fine. But uh, okay, I've boy. Yeah, I mean, that's the other. Oh, I just remembered something. I let me go on a fucking rant, sort of. How the hell? By all means, did, I don't know how we're going to stop you. How, did, <laughs> how the hell did such a small place conquer most of the world? We drove through the entire UK in like a couple hours. How does something half the size of Florida? Technological differences. I mean, I guess, but oh my god! Like one of our states is bigger than the UK. It's insane the amount of size. But the sun didn't set on the British Empire. There, there's not even that many people. In the country, when we were driving through Scotland, we went through so many small villages, and, and it's they're literally like a minute in length. You and you ha- also have to keep in mind that they didn't have the internet, so <laughs> back then, you know, you didn't have a lot to do, so you might as well go out and conquer shit. Kind of like when I was in Spain, I was like, wow, this is some really great stonework. How did they have the time? Oh, yeah, they didn't have the internet, so they just played with rocks a lot until they got these cool cathedrals. Are you saying so, cat videos are distracting us from technological advances? Exactly. We could be well, conquering. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean you're right. You're right. Where where is the sequel to Conquer's Bad Fur Day? I don't know. We should be conquering right now. <laughs> you need to ask Rare. <laughs> I don't think Rare's even a real company anymore. Prove me otherwise. Okay. Well, Bor, what 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 have you been up to? Cheddars. Yeah. No. No, I haven't. I haven't been back to Cheddars. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll drop the Cheddars shit. I'm sorry. No, I, I've actually uh, I, I've been writing down uh, what I've been doing. So yeah. let me just let me just get that out. Um, so uh, it, last weekend, uh, what I did was I I actually worked out uh-huh. in, in my buddy's garage uh, with uh, Tobin and PJ and Squee <laughs> uh, and and uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm getting a little choked up about this. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, been writing down all this stuff and uh, wait, never mind. Uh, I grabbed the wrong. Uh, this is these aren't my calendars. I forgot. I don't really like to write things down. I usually put it on my phone. Uh, where did I get those calendars from? Um, never mind. Uh, no, I haven't been up to too to too much. I, I've still been playing uh, lots of Spider Man and. Uh, I kind of gave up on World of Warcraft. That new expansion is... Congrats. You did not give up on World of Warcraft. (laughs) Temporarily. Temporarily. It's like crazy here. Um, But the new expansion, it's very anti-having multiple characters. Like, you have to put a shitload of time into one character, and if you want to have multiple, it's just like a huge... 
treadmill. Like it's it's like getting on an escalator that's going the wrong direction, basically. Um, so I, I usually like to have about four or five different characters for for different things. You know, like I like to have one that's really good at tanking, one that's really good at healing, uh, a heavy DPS character, and then maybe you know just some others to be able to play different types of characters. But to be able to gear them up and get them into like the higher end content, uh, they they incrementally reward you. Hey, let's so, back up. What the hell is a DPS character? I was trying to come up with a... damage per second. Oh, so like like slow ticks or or, or is damage. It... Yeah, damage characters. A double double penetration. That's, that's even that that's a thing sausage. in D and D, isn't it? So I don't know actually. Dungeon, Dungeon I don't Dragon. play D and ain't no fucking nerd. It's like we moved on from actual Dungeons and Dragons when we were playing Dungeons and Doritos by our third episode. So, gotcha. I've seen the D and D eighties cartoon. I I just thought that was a a widely known concept. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not one of those math role players. I just do the thing. <laughs> I mean, I only know it because I play a shit ton of video games. Okay, like so that. anyway, um, what what happened was I. I found a way that I thought that I could gear up my character very quickly because there's these monsters that would drop really high level gear. So I was like, okay, I'll just level up a new character and I'll go, you know, farm that gear for a little while. And then I can gear up pretty fast and, you know, do the other, like the higher level content with this character. And then that'll be awesome. Cause normally the first time through, and if you don't know what you're doing, or I think actually at the beginning, these, this zone that dropped all this stuff wasn't even there when, when the, expansion first came out so i had to go through dungeons and they made it so like world quests and dungeons give you slightly better gear than you're wearing but not like a fixed level that you can just get a high level piece of gear from so it's it's kind of like they just give you out tiny little rewards That's over like does. a really yeah it's a lot like what destiny it's does. exactly like you might destiny get something is. with like one point higher but you're not gonna get anything super good right Exactly. Like world quests, they give you gear that once you get past a certain threshold, it'll like upgrade the gear and then a you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll be able to get slightly you'll better be, stuff. You'll be doing a little bit better in that. And I, I hate that because yeah. it just so takes, you're not a fan of destiny. It takes forever to, to get higher level and, and it just doesn't feel very rewarding if you're getting something that's just like a tiny bit better. So anyway, I thought I found this new avenue of getting gear fast. So I got the, the, my death knight up to high the highest level and i started i took him straight over to this other area and he's he's the type of character that can kill things that are like way stronger than him because like he takes a lot of damage he's a he's a tank character so i was able to take down these really large mobs that i wasn't shouldn't probably have been able to take down but i was like you know it, it was a little bit more work but but the they, reward was supposed to be it was supposed to be great but they don't drop anything unless you're a certain eye level like unless your gear is a certain level they and won't by the, drop by anything the time you for get you. to that it's like why do i need this to fight them anymore but the right you get to that level exactly so, so that if you work really hard on a character that can specifically take down these guys and you put effort into it yep. but then there's no point in taking them down be, uh, yeah so right my high level my higher gear level character could take these same things down and got the rewards that he doesn't need and then, like, this lower level character, like, couldn't get... It, it was... It, it pissed me off to the point where I was like, fuck it, I'm done. Damn. And I canceled my subscription. Cause Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> That's big coming from you. Not yeah. really. I do it all the time. Like, oh, if, if, wow. if, 
if you know like I, I want a break or I'm, I'm getting bored or whatever uh, I'll, I'll take breaks for a few months but a lot of people are complaining about uh, issues with World of Warcraft right now. Like, you know they're just going to make another patch, patch or expansion that changes everything again. No, they're point. actually being really belligerent and they're not listening to feedback at all. And they're just kind of saying like, oh, you're just not enjoying the game right. <laughs> you're oh. not enjoying it right. We made this for users. Because they, they added all these new, right. this, this, these new content types. Like there's this, this new content type called uh, Island Expeditions that are procedurally generated content where it'll just randomly make like an island and populate it with certain shit and like minecraft does it you and three other characters have to go against a three character team of like npcs that are acting like players and why don't they just have another team of players like well at the highest level that's what it is it's like a player versus player thing but it's mind-numbingly boring and they expect you to do this all the time and i don't know they've made a lot of really stupid decisions um um, specifically like there's another system in place where they have this azurite gear which is like three pieces of your armor are going to be this azurite gear and you have to customize it with uh, it's got different powers that you can unlock in it and then they made it really expensive if you want like if you made a mistake and you want to undo the unlocks so like there's one type of character you can have be a DPS and a healer, for for instance. So if you found a, like a, a super high-level helmet, for example, and you unlocked all the powers for healing, and then you're like, shit, I need to actually do DPS. So it's going to cost a shitload of money for you to like unlock the powers. Would it be easier to, just to get to another re- helmet and redo re- it instead of unlock the... Yes. To reverse it? It, yeah. it is, but sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes drops are so rare... That you, you might end up, helmet yeah, again. you might have to settle for a much lower level helmet for your other spec. And there's so many things like that where in previous expansions, they were getting a rid of a lot of these things to make it easier so you could play the game the way that you wanted and not have to carry around multiple sets of gear and stuff like that. And they sort of said, all right, fuck all that. We're going to revert back to this awful How long system. has World of Warcraft been around for at this point? Uh... Like 15 years? I want to say since 2005. So it is, yeah, like it, there's 13. literally like nothing new they can come up with at this. But they've done everything. I mean... And I'm hoping that they're they're being slacked. 2004. Yeah. They're, okay, I'm, I'm hoping close. they're slacking on World of Warcraft because they're making the Diablo game that I want right now. So I'm hoping they're just putting all their time and effort into that. The, the isometric MMO that I've wanted for, you know, my whole life. But I will say Final Fantasy XIV is what... I like their class and character leveling system a lot better because you can just have one character and it can be just as hard and long to level up a specific class like it is in Warcraft. Yeah, but and then, they let you do some cool but, stuff like dual classing Yeah, but too. then you can take that same character and be like, okay, I'm going to automatically hit a button to switch to another class and just work on that one. And so it's one character, but you can switch between different types. Yeah. So you only have to worry about that one character's levels and then the, and then the class level later instead of creating an all new fucking character yeah. just to find out that he sucks later on or you don't like him. Uh so that I think they do way better. I played that a lot. Yeah. But I, I, I played I that bored. too. But like everything else is MMO, I get bored eventually. <laughs> With the, mm. uh, the the dungeon grind at the end. I like soloing MMOs and the the end games are never for solo players. Nope. So once I get all. to the end game of MMOs I'm like, "Okay, I've done it." 
Bye. <laughs> I've reached my goal. I don't want to find a group of 40 people unless they have a random generator that, that links me with like... World of Warcraft does have Like that a now. party finder. Thank God. And I know that it sucks for a lot of people. You really need people that know what they're doing so yeah. they don't kill your whole party. It's actually an easier version of all the end game content. So it kind of compensates for the idiots that you'll hate, undoubtedly get. I hate joining guilds and that's how you're supposed to do it because then yeah. they expect you they to be get, on and you they get to talk to them. They get way too serious about stuff. And I'm like, I play casually, so I'm not going to be on every day to fucking talk to you. This one guild, uh, this guild that I joined, uh, I don't know, a while back, like I had been running raids with them, like, you know, doing the end game content with them for, I don't know, a few months and then I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just join up with you guys. And they're like, okay, cool. Go to this website and fill out this long form. <laughs> mm. And then we'll have a meeting about it and then let you in, maybe let you in. And, and then like, we have a chat. Like, the initiation ceremony like, shall begin. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I was like, what you, you just ban me if you don't like me. Like, I'm just, just let me join. We're going to do some shit. Yeah. So I, can't, I, I don't know. I, can't stand I, it. I used to run a World of Warcraft guild, but it was infinitely more casual than that. Guild Wars 2 is great. I miss that game. It's still around. I know. I know. And if you ever played it, there's no subscription. So just log in and play it. My computer purposely does not. I logged in and played it for a little while recently. And I was like, wow, I remember why I left. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we talked a lot about video games. You sure did. For a minute. Yeah. Um, oh, well, you know, let's talk about another video game real quick that's a year old that has no relevance. <laughs> oh, are we going to talk about the one we played? We Okay, so uh, what if, did you if, do? You have, if you have PS4, right now this month, there's a couple of games free. One is actually really good. It's a point. Not cr- the one we played. No, well, the first game that I, that, that you can download is called uh, ROM 2064. It's, it's called like 2064 Read Only Memories. It's a steampunk uh, like point-and-click NES game game but it's like several gigs big and it's huge and it's that great. sounds exciting there's okay a, there's a lot of reading so if you like that and like clicking on things and watching fake tv commercials and shit it's really cool the other game was interesting for a little bit it's the friday the 13th game which i've always yeah. wanted to try but there was no way in hell i was spending money on it yeah it's a little glitchy and buggy a little <laughs> you know when jason picks up a counselor and once goes to punch his head off but the character's already like all the way down there. So, <laughs> so wait, 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 we should back up and explain the game just a little bit. Friday the 13th multiplayer game. Yeah. So we were playing this Friday the 13th multiplayer game. And, and what it basically breaks down to is you have teams of like, what, eight or nine people. Or They're something. all counselors. Like, yeah. Yeah. So everybody is a, is a camp counselor, except for one player is randomly picked to be Jason. And there's different win scenarios where like, they just kind of throw everybody randomly into this campground and then there's all these cabins around that are filled with yeah. shit. And then there's also cars that all, for some reason... Well, there's, reason, there's only, like, four ways to win. Yeah. Uh, you can escape by car, which requires someone to carry a heavy-ass gas can, uh, find the keys, and find a battery. And they're all, like, use minigames yeah. to start the car. All of the cars don't have batteries in them. They or gas. They are all keys. completely drained of gas. And the keys are scattered to the wind somewhere. You can also. escape by boat, which is the exact same thing, but without the keys. Well, do, do you then have to have to go directly to Manhattan and uh, fight Jason in the no. sewers because it and but wait till midnight because at midnight the sewers fill with toxic waste. <laughs> the, no, the I only- kept the whole time I was looking for a Voorhees, so I could <laughs> so I could finally kill him. And then the only other two ways is you can somehow call the cops. I don't know how, and then huh? wait and then wait five minutes. To, cops but, ain't gonna stop oh, Jason. Oh, yeah, that's right because even when the cops show up, Jason still kills you unless you run towards the cops the cop car which is like at an exit anyway and then but he is so overpowered that if you get in a car he can sense it 
he can teleport anywhere on the map wherever he wants with no cooldown he can no just cool tele- he can just so teleport 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 people driving teleport. away he'll just teleport in front of the car and then you drive into him crashes the car and he just pulls you out and starts killing yeah, you yeah if you hit jason with a car the car takes damage jason does not yeah you run out of stamina and the more scared you are your stamina drains faster so if the stamina just, yeah. that you have you can run about 10 feet and then your character is tired and then he teleports and your character's face which is hilarious like his jaw drops and his eye their like, eyes bulge the problem, and then you run out of stamina again and you cannot escape once the problem isn't you. so much that jason is overpowered it's that yeah because what you're describing sounds extremely accurate it's like fighting a god but the problem is like fighting a god the biggest problem though is that your characters don't feel like they have the powers of a human yeah they're they're sub <laughs> they're sub they're subhuman <laughs> If you even if Jason is even running after you and your character sees him, you automatically just start walking. There's there's like you a, can't even there's run like a anymore. fear mechanic that if Jason is nearby, your character just kind of turns into a noodle. Or if there's no lights around because he's like destroyed like the lights in the cabin. There was there was this thing where we tried where we we're like, okay, boy. Yeah, there's like a timer. <laughs> there's like a countdown timer, like a and we thought timing. we thought oh. If you can just survive this timer without Jason murdering you, because he he also can sense you wherever you fucking are. And well, if you make any noises or start running or are scared, uh-huh. he has a, a button you can press where you can look around and just see like red things moving anywhere. Or right. look on the map and see you. Yeah, so, so if you're like, making any noise or moving at all, he can see you. Unless you're crouching, so I, which is really I had slow. the idea. I was like, Brandon, I'm going to get in this cabinet. <laughs> and just and just i'm gonna wait this thing out and so i found boar which is stupid we were in the same party but i can't see where he is on the map you don't even have a map by you have a mini map but it didn't tell me where boar was so so for some reason I all the counselors him. can see where each other are and and during this particular match i got in a cabinet and you can see through a you can see through like a keyhole so i could see what was going on in the room like a little bit i yeah i could see a little bit of what was going on and brandon had this weird afro <laughs> and he was just kind of like running around with a machete in the room oh i was gonna guard him. i was like if jason comes like you don't move i will i will like try to get him away as long as one of us and survives. then like for some reason all the other camp counselors decided they're all gonna converge on my location and they were all running just running in circles like attracting jason so jason shows up and i'm like go away you asshole oh, oh and you can customize jason if you get level so this person's like you can tell when he's close because they play like the actual copy oh yeah like you, music sh- this fucker had an 8-bit version for like the nes game so every time he got close it like the and NES he was like shiny version. purple oh yeah and he's wearing a purple suit and like green boots and it was just the 8-bit music would play and it was kind of creepy but yeah because that, that's the um like whatever it was that's i believe the pixel representation of jason in that game were those colors yeah so here's the problem. I think. Oh, and time. also Jason can just Kool-Aid man through walls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there are some breakaway walls in the house, but the only way he can get into a house is through a door. He can't go through windows like you can. <laughs> so what happened? So here's what happened. So here's what happened. Jason comes through a door, and I wait for him to get almost to me. And then I jump through the window. Like yeah, the he glass. jumps through the window. And then, and then I just stare at him. And he just looks at me and he starts trying to throw knives because I guess he can pick up knives. And I just move a little to the side. And then he starts walking back out through the door. And then he comes around the house and I jump back through the window. And I'm like, and the other counselors are still running around. So yeah. through this keyhole, I'm watching Brandon jump through windows. And he also murdered a couple of counselors right in front of the keyhole. And I didn't care. I was, yeah. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do this till the timer runs out and we're going to survive. He can't get to me if I jump back and forth through the window. Little did I know, 
that the windows, once you destroy them, are covered with a little shards of glass. And every time you jump through, <laughs> you take a little bit of damage. And so, so Brandon's just slowly killing himself, yeah. jumping and through the window. There's no health meter. So <laughs> I didn't know. And, it's, and and then like after 20 times when Jason came after me, I jumped through the window and Jason's staring there. And then I just fell on the grass and died. <laughs> and he's just looking at me and then walks away. And then by the time, like after like 15, 16 minutes or whatever... Uh, Boar's still in the cabinet. Everyone yeah, I is, didn't move everyone, at all. I'm everyone just is watching uh, everybody die outside. Everyone is spectating him, which is actually the really. I actually <laughs> really think it's fun to spectate rather than play. Spectating is hilarious. So I'm watching Boar like through his eyes through the keyhole as Jason knows he's in the cabin somehow, but doesn't <laughs> yeah, know he, where. He was just walking back and forth. <laughs> He destroyed a bed because he, like, he thought I was yeah. hiding under a bed. So he destroys the bed because if you kill someone while they're hiding, it's an instant kill. And so he's like destroying the beds, can't find him. He knows he's there, but he doesn't know where. And we, I keep seeing um, the symbol when someone's trying to talk on their mic. And we're in like a dedicated chat room, so we can't hear anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so eventually, like with 30 seconds left, I think he found you. Yeah, uh, in that in that particular match, we didn't mm-hmm. make it to the timer. So yeah. Jason found like he, he figured out that I was in this cabinet. Well, he, and he destroyed everything else. And he he axed the cabinet right into my face and, and killed him. And, and, and killed like, me. Aww. So then we we the next round, I was like, all right, I need to make this cabinet thing work because I got <laughs> really close last time. <laughs> so I do it again, and this time not everybody like converges on my location, and I actually survived the. I the think timer. I died in like the first ten seconds somehow. Yeah, you died really yeah, fast. It was really annoying. So I'm hiding in a cabinet for another round, but. It, Luckily, this time, everybody didn't draw Jason right to me. Oh, didn't three people get in a car and try to escape while you were hiding? And so he was working on them for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Some, oh. Something like that was going on. Uh, I think you were narrating what was going on. <laughs> yeah. While I was, I was, I was like, cabin. hey, here's what's happening. These guys are getting in the car. Oh, he's pulling someone out of the car. Shit. This time, this time, nothing happened in front of my people. <laughs> they're, they're all, all. They all were the same character with the same like track suits. They're all just running in, <laughs> they were all running in circles around Jason as he tried to grab them for like 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, but it turns out if you survive the timer, uh, you lose. Yeah, that's a timer you have to escape. If you don't escape, oh. you die. So we for several <laughs> matches, we were trying to survive for 20 minutes, but you can't. You have to either call the cops, escape by boat, escape by uh, car. And the thing that is really stupid is that I actually got a boat working. I found the gas. Um, I found the propeller. I, I got it working. And then another person uh, clicked on it before me. And they got in the back and I was so pissed. I was like, I spent all this time. And they, as they were driving away, there was like one more space in the front that I noticed I could click on. So we're both in the boat. And then all of a sudden, Jason just appears in the water. He's just swimming in the water in front of us because he can teleport. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. He just grabs the boat, throws us overboard. That's so good. And then we both get back in and this one bitch who stole my boat is now just driving in a circle. The exit's right in front of us and she's driving in a circle. Jason knocks us over, drowns us immediately. There's literally nothing you can do when Jason's on to you. Nothing. He can he can teleport short distances. That's another skill too, like thirty feet in front of him. Okay, here's my observations from this. It sounds like you're complaining, but it sounds actually more like you it had is, an amazing time. Here's the thing: it is not fun to play at all. <laughs> no, it is hilarious. The stories to the stories are way better than the actual gameplay. Yeah. Spectating is fun because you're like, oh, I found all these weapons. Let's hit Jason, and then like. You, and then your your weapon breaks on him, right? Which oh, one of the ways to survive is you can kill Jason. I don't know how. But if you well, get everyone one of together, the things is like if you find a CB, if somebody's already like dead and spectating, 
uh, you call somebody on the CB and then you show up as Tommy. No, isn't it like Johnny Travis or something? Someone with a shotgun. Tommy Travis or something. I'm not enough of a Friday the 13th I don't know. to tell you what that a- is. Anyway, you get summoned back as this guy with a shotgun, right? Uh-huh. And so you're like, all right, I got a shotgun. I have a chance against Jason. The shotgun has one shot. And, and it's uh, nowhere near enough to kill him. And you shoot Jason. So after you shoot him, he's stunned for like a very short well, period of time. Down. Yeah, he yeah. whatever. <laughs> but you don't have another weapon. It's one use. You so throw you it can away. shoot him. Do you have? An and in- then you better run away. Do you have an inventory? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like three small item slots, and then you can only carry. And then besides that, you have one big item slot, which is either a gun, any weapon, or a gas can. Or, or so if, if you're holding a gas can, you can't have a weapon. The three item slots are just like firecrackers for distraction or like a pocket knife to get loose. But the the items you need to escape are all heavy. And you can only carry one at a time unless you want a machete or a baseball bat, which breaks after a few hits anyway. And then he just grabs you and murders you. Yeah, he has like one bit button to kill you. I played two. I played for about two hours and I wasn't Jason once. I was really, I don't know how you get to be him. You were obviously having enough fun to say, hey, download this game and play with me. <laughs> well, I wanted someone else to try it. It, it was I, It was really fun because I haven't played a game like that before. I know there's a few other types of games similar to that that are way better on PC. But I, I was having fun for a little bit. And then after two hours, I was not having fun for a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, fuck this. And I was, when you start having more fun spectating the game than playing it, you know there's a problem with the game. So I was just, I was having more fun watching people run away and being stupid. Like, and your, your characters huh, fucking okay. trip, like in a horror movie. If you're running away from Jason, who's right behind you, his slow walk is faster than your it's, run. This sounds, and you just start tripping. See, all these complaints, I'm like, this is so good. This Co- sounds you need so to come authentic. over and play it. Okay. You need to come over and play it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you, after like two games, you'd be like, this is fucking bullshit. There's yeah. no way to to do this. So it would not take long for you to get frustrated with it. You okay. can literally teleport in front of your car from the map, and then once you crash into him, the car is dead. And then you have to try to start it back up again. But if he's on to you, your character gets slow and he can just keep teleporting 20 feet to get to you. There's no way to escape once he knows where you are. That's it. Like Beautiful. once he knows who you are, that's it. it. <laughs> Unless you have like three sets of firecrackers, which he just looks at and goes, huh, and just stands there. <laughs> Even that, if you get like a 20 second head start, he then knows which direction you're in, clicks on the map and just teleports. And then he can see your fear looking in any direction. There's no way to escape. Unless someone else has built a, like, if, if he's distracted by you and someone else has repaired a car, then you try to run and find that car and get in before they escape. That's the only way. That it, sounds amazing. Distract sounds Jason like a lot of fun. while you do the dirty work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Well, hey, folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nerdy Show. We're done? We're not done. We're not done. This is just the, this is just me saying that all this program and all the program uh, programs on the Nerdy Show Network are entirely listener-supported. And you should head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow and join in, help contribute. Even a dollar makes a big difference. We've got a lot of perks available. You can also give us a one-time donation at nerdyshow.com slash support. We do feature advertising, but uh, that doesn't make half as much as the things we need to steadily si- uh, survive. If we get uh, if we get that Patreon money from you folks, that we know that we are secure, that we can continue to exist as an independent nerd outlet of fun shenanigans such as this. We've got some big things coming up. I'm happy to say that next Wednesday, instead of an episode of Nerdy Show, you're getting the debut episode of Call of Cthulhu Series 2, The Terrible Secret what? of Lot X. Wow. Am I in that one? You're not in well, that one. Am Fuck I it. in that one? You are in that one. Oh. Yeah, still and I'm in that one. And uh, and Brandon, if everything goes according to plan, you're going to be in Series 3. Oh, we'll see about that. We will see about that. You haven't replied to my emails because you don't. Oh, do you that. send me. I have 30,000 emails <laughs> that I haven't read in like 10 years. I know. I know. I know. I'll, I'll I know. search you, for all well, look, cap emails. In your defense, you were in Scotland when I was sending them and I knew you wouldn't be receiving them right away. Even if I wasn't in Scotland, I wouldn't be receiving Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway, Call of Cthulhu Series 2 is finally here, and that's all thanks to you fine folks who've supported us on Patreon. Um, I'm not going to lie. This series cost hundreds of dollars to produce. We spent a lot of money on it. The first and the second combined, or just the second? Just the second, because the first Dang. was a fan-funded effort, so you folks paid us to create it. So we had a budget for that. This one we have just outright spent money on. That's thanks to Patreon, but... Currently on Patreon, for a while we were making more than what it costs to run the show, or run the network actually, to run the whole network, but these days times are pretty tight, so if you do love Call of Cthulhu and other programs like Call of Cthulhu, which is our big for, like forthright focus here on uh, as a network right now is doing these audio drama experiences, then uh, we will definitely need all the support we can get from you folks on Patreon. If you dig what we do, please go to patreon.com slash nerdyshow or nerdyshow.com slash support. Or go to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon, where you can follow our Amazon links and buy shit on Amazon. Including or just send a check in the mail. Shove it under our doors if you know where we live. Just money. Just don't, fat stacks of cash. I, I guess I won't say no to that, but but don't don't get creepy. Um, get creepy <laughs> if could, it involves money. You could go to Amazon. You could buy the latest edition of the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Or you could pre-order the new Call of Cthulhu um, uh, video game that looks amazing. That's a big year for Call of Cthulhu. So, anyhow, hope you check that out. Go to CthulhuMystery.com, um, subscribe to it, and look forward to uh, to that being an ongoing series that we do here on Nerdy Show, and uh, ideally taking uh, much less than a year per season to come out if, if everything goes according to plan. But those plans are made easier by money that you're spending on us, because that means that I won't have to focus on all of the day jobs so very much as this show... Um, Anyway, uh, what else has been going on? Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That is a great way to get new li- new listeners into the show, and new listeners mean more support, and more support means more programming. And that is a wonderful thing. Is Star Trek coming out next week, too? Uh, Star Trek is coming out early 2019, and I'm that's obviously that's been... Well, hey, before Game of Thrones, so that's, that's fine. Oh, hey, awesome. Exactly. That's, uh, hey, if we can beat George R.R. Martin, I don't feel so bad. Um... <laughs> Star Trek has taken far, far too long to come out, and obviously we, we prioritize Cthulhu in front of it because it is what it is. Star Trek is a special. Cthulhu is 
well, a confirmed hit. So, <laughs> uh, so we, we did prioritize that. And I'm sorry, but it is going to be awesome when it happens. And Brandon and Bor are both in it. We're all in it. And, uh, and you guys are hilarious. Mm. I try to be. You're great. You're great. Look, look forward. Look I think for- I tried too hard. Hey, I, don't, I don't remember that one. It was so long ago. <laughs> Michael Dorn. <laughs> Bra- Brandon played Michael Dorn, um, uh, a Plingon uh, security officer. And Bor, you played uh, 9 to 5. The Korg. Yeah, one, one, of, the, one of the Korg. Uh, and you're the, uh, the engineer. Yeah. That sounds like you, just in general. So. And uh, and of course, in in our version of Star Trek, the uh, it, which is a parody of uh, not just not just okay. So oh gosh, okay. So this is this is a, it's Star a parody is a, of the Orville. Star. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we we intended it to be. Yeah, Star Trek, which was recorded before the Orville even existed. We knew. We knew. We knew, we have insiders, insider uh, we, information. We, it didn't even exist. It was not a gleam in its daddy's eye. Uh, so Star Wreck is a parody of Star Trek that was created by someone from Europe. I forget what part, Norwegian perhaps? That uh, sounds right. In the early 90s. And uh, then that parody, which is a series of videos you can watch on YouTube, was turned into a tabletop role-playing game, which was requested by us in a support drive years upon years ago. And so we recorded a session, but in our version of Star Trek, and I don't think there's a lot of stuff we haven't said about Star Trek because we were keeping it under wraps, but here's a little taste of what's to come. Our version of Star Trek, because we didn't want to be beholden to a bunch of continuity we don't know, is the J.J. Abrams reboot of Star (laughs) Trek. So therefore, the engineering, the the engine of our particular P-Fleet vessel is uh, is like the engine the engine of oh right it's the a, the um, enterprise in the J. J. Abrams one. so it's a brewery yeah <laughs> it's which is so nine to five is uh, is constantly working on his microbrews <laughs> it's not a spore drive okay a spore dr- oh, oh it's from that, discovery from discovery yeah <laughs> spoilers kind of I don't care like for three episodes in i don't think hey, so. hey star trek online maybe is the now, sequel we can have a board drive <laughs> star trek online is, a, is now featuring <laughs> discovery content just in case you want to pick up what star, is star trek the mmo online is now featuring discovery content oh, i'm good in case you're in case you want to download that shit. <laughs> that mmo was hot trash when it, it first came out garbage i tried to get through the opening tutorial and i never picked it up again but hey enough about mmos how about some quick TV news that nobody asked for? All right. I asked for it, and so I'm going to fucking tell you. <laughs> you remember that amazing show, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law? I sure do. Well, it's fucking come back, coming back for one night only. Um, by the time you've recorded this, it's probably already aired. And you can probably get it on Amazon via our Amazon links. I think it's just one special. I thought you were going to say, like, Harvey Birdman on ice. Well, it's <laughs> called Harvey Birdman, Attorney General now. And what happens, and it's the same voice cast, Stephen Colbert, all of them, Phil Ken Sebin, his crazy boss, becomes president of the United States and launches oh a, launches a nuke that that will come back and hit Washington within 24 hours because he's insane. And, and Harvey has recused himself. No, <laughs> no, he hires Harvey to try to get himself impeached because he's the only one who can stop the nuke and he won't do it because he's crazy. So he hires Harvey to get him impeached so someone can stop the nuke. And Harvey at the end of the trailer is just like, I'll take the case. And that's it. Uh, it, looks, it looks fucking great. I, I don't know where they get this story from. Crazy. Um, <laughs> what will they come up with next? Yeah, I don't know where they got that. So that that's airing. Well, it, it's, it's already out, it's aired out by the time you listen to this, and I cannot wait. Um, what else is happening? Okay. Oh, uh, oh, here, uh, Iron Fist was canceled. Uh, yeah, yeah. So here's what pisses me off about it. 
and I, I might go on a little tangent. Iron Fist season. Did one. Did you watch season one and season two all yes. the way? Okay. Season one, whatever. Um, maybe a necessary evil to propel the plot, you know, for defenders and all that shit to get the character set up. Nobody likes season one, except Se- for. Well, season two, you liked it. Right? I thought it was all right. It was yeah, all right. It's, I didn't hate it, but I thought it was just mediocre. I just thought a lot of people were complaining about stupid things. Yes, like he's white, not Asian. He's not well, fighting. Well, that's how it is. In the he's co- not yeah. Asian. Well, like, they f- whatever. They fixed most of the problems, not everything, but they fixed most of the problems in season two. I liked season two a season lot. Season two was fucking great. The choreography was amazing. They actually worked on it this time. The fighting scenes Dope. were okay. great. The like a lot better. of a lot of the fighting was fucking it was misty it w- and colleen and stuff yeah. like they were doing a great oh, job you're singing my song now i i'm really behind on the netflix marvel shows but if misty misty knight is one of my favorite marvel street level characters she's so. in a lot most of the show yeah too. it's amazing but here's the thing um without getting into spoilers because i know you haven't seen it um the end of season two sets up a lot of like wtf moments that right. has to lead into a season three like you have yeah, to they know do, why they do one happens. of these they do like a time jump they're like three months later and then yeah. they show all this crazy shit and and then you're like yeah. oh my god i can't wait to see yeah. what happens the dynamic this of the looks show, great the dynamic of this show by the time you hit the last episode has drastically changed the dynamic between colleen and danny rand has drastically changed and things will never be the same and um then they canceled the show and what they have now by the time you're listening to this there's probably more info released online maybe you know why it was canceled they you know maybe kind of low ratings and all that shit but the story is going to end, but the characters will still be in Defenders. But right. it doesn't make sense given what happens at the end. Who will be in Defenders? Both of them in Defenders? Or what the story of Danny Rand, because he's not in the same country anymore, What that? how they're going to conclude that? Or if he's just going to show up and be like, hey guys, I'm back. I, um, I, ha- I heard <laughs> a theory, which is not really, again, not related hmm. to spoilers, and that is that they're going to pivot the show into a uh, new branding so that it's more appealing to people and it'll be heroes for hire, which is the team, oh, the street level team that makes most sense. That would be great. Sense. That would be awesome. Well, the thing that, the, the thing that doesn't make sense is, well, I guess it does make sense. If you watch the end of season two and then you Google like, what the fuck was that? 90% of what happened is, is from characters and things in the comics they didn't get to, but we're about to. Right. Um, in the next season, they're looking for this guy who's in the comics and he's the reason Danny can do this weird thing at the end of the season and like all this shit. But I, that story is supposedly ended, which makes no sense. And, and I don't want to tell you what they do at the end, but it's just it's it, crazy. It is weird because I feel like I feel like it wasn't very it was not very long after the debut no. of season two. And I mean, who knows? Here's the thing that doesn't make sense to me is that, that they kept Jessica Jones, but they got rid of Iron Fist. Here's the thing. <laughs> Sequel seasons have not been that great. I mean, obvi- I think their best show is Daredevil. And the second season of every Marvel show on Netflix has not been that great, in my opinion. It's been OK. It's been good. Maybe better than average. but It's not great. I don't know. Luke Cage was pretty good. It was good, but I think it dragged in the the second half of the second season. But the point is, Disney, Marvel, all them, all them peeps, they have more than enough money that if a show's not doing that well, they can still make another season to keep it up for continuity's sake. They did it with the cinematic universe. Ant-Man wasn't the best, greatest movie, box office-wise or whatever. It performed pretty well. It's actually, it surpassed expectations. That's why there was a sequel. Expectations, but not all their movies did great, but they still make sequels because it furthers the story and they look at the bigger picture. The the thing with uh, Iron Fist is even if it didn't do that great, the second season did a lot, hell of a lot better. It was getting better. And they have more than enough money to spend on a third season without even seeing a dent in their checkbook just to continue the continuity. They, there's no reason, even if it was a failing show, they could not. They could have just kept going with it. 
maybe well, switched up the writers. I mean, I'm not I'm not informed enough on this particular situation because I haven't watched Iron Fist any season to uh, to to back this up. But I feel like there's a certain possibility that the cancellation is maybe like they were always intending to pivot it into something else, like but not specifically branded it as looks Iron like Fist. a surprise you need to watch because it, sound, it sounds like they're building a, a, into another team show and, and which would make heroes not for the Hire defenders make sense. not the defenders Season because the defenders two? is a different animal except yeah that Daniel I, I would love it if they did that uh, and that would that would make me really happy, especially the way that season two went. It would lead into his brother something like that a little bit better. Danny Rand's like drug addict brother becomes like one of my favorite characters in the second season. Uh, Ward, he's great. Yeah, mm. and I just like his acting and his character. But uh, yeah, watch the second season when oh, you when okay. you have free time. Never, uh, never. Watch yeah. It. Well, here's the thing. I've been working on a lot of projects. I've been like, I'm so yeah, I'm ignore so ignore all of those. Ignore I, them. I cannot. It's Spend it is six hours watching the entire season. It is season. crazy. Now I'm happy to say that in spite of having, I think maybe the most extreme workload that I've ever had because it's literally impossible for me to do all the things I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, I'm I'm still loving life. Everything's great. Uh, but. Uh, and I and then but no time for fun. Yesterday, I, I took half the day off, so that was cool. I got a sunburn, so that's that's fun. Um, Where'd you go? What'd you do? I, I went to uh, to, oh, that's right. you went, to a spring. Yeah. Uh, Florida's natural springs are the what I feel is the the number one most uh, valid attraction in the entire state of Florida. And if you come to Florida for a vacation and don't visit a natural spring, you're, you're missing out. I Check. went. I went to Gainesville to watch a butterfly eat a banana. That's cool. We'll post this video on the page. <laughs> no, we won't. I'll, I'll send it to you. You can post the video. Why don't you post it yourself? I saw, you the, I saw the video, oh, and I can confirm that a butterfly does eat a banana. Well, there may or may not be a video confirming. Some great museums in Gainesville, Florida, but uh, uh, also not much in the way of an airport. So, um, so you have to drive there. But anyway, if you're in Orlando, you should definitely visit places like Kelly Park slash Rock Springs or um, or Wakiva Springs or go to a spring and have a good time. But Kelly Park is the best one because it's uh, it's extremely naturalistic. It's like it's like the most beautiful lazy river of all time, but it is actually like nature itself. Uh, only seconded by my other favorite, which is around Gainesville, the Itchtuckney. Um, but anyway, hey, if you ever need advice on what to do in Florida, oh, yeah, I went message to, me on Facebook. I or went something. to Bush Gardens for the first time. Oh yeah, we did that. We went I to Bush Gardens. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Here's, You're not a fan of roller coasters. Oh my god, the, everyone's going on. Let's go in the the Shikra, and I get in, and I think that's my favorite one. I, that's the one that's ten across and three rows back, right? Here's the thing. Uh, it's not. 10 it's across. got a big fucking falcon on top of the oh, roller okay, coaster. Okay, that's the wrong one. The point, I always get the the names confused because I, I I live by the one in Virginia, uh-huh. the, the Williamsburg one. Yeah. So all, I got used to the names of all those roller coasters, and then they have the same coasters here, but with different well, names, and it's confusing. Long story short, I freaked out before the roller coaster started and had to embarrass myself and get off the roller coaster before they went. Brandon, you're fine. They what happened? You didn't embarrass was, yourself. I was like, this is fine. I can do this fucking batshit crazy roller coaster, and then the fucking the the shoulder and chest rest whatever the fuck you call it comes down and it's so big that i can't move or anything and then i'm like oh hey i can't breathe and i start freaking out i can't breathe i'm like oh is this one of the ones where the your feet dangle no yeah is it yeah because because the hydraulics you you miss the cool hydraulic floors that go yeah no i'm okay i'm okay with missing that i went on a fucking scary roller coaster after that anyway but well, this is this is the one that zips over water and kicks up a a, a big wake wave, and right. then and then it flew up, and then as we were walking by on our way out, it flew up, and a dude's shoe spiraled <laughs> out of the sky, I almost hit like a child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I think the problem was I might be slightly claustrophobic because the harness that you're in 
is so big and constricting like I was freaking out. You're like out. the tiniest person too. I, like I, know. I don't I've seen large people go on that roller coaster. I know. Like, I, I've literally seen well, workers push on that harness to be able to strap them well, in. Well, that's the thing is I'm so and tiny you're like, that you're the saying harness that you're claustrophobic is, yeah. from it. Well, I'm so tiny that the harness is like 50% of my body size. Whereas if you're a big guy, it's just like a vest. Yeah, but you should have been floating around in there. Yeah, I the point uh, I couldn't though. That's why I was I was like just remove it. And I'll just hold on for dear life. I'd rather do that. But I went onto a roller coaster after The Cobra's Curse, <laughs> which I also fucking hated because the roller coaster spins and rotates around each other. I've never gone other. on that one it's, yet. The most unusual roller coaster I've ever new been on. It's, it's very, very new. Yeah, it's new, and it's, uh, it's, it's. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But quite a bit. I was able to do that fine because the harness was small, and apparently that's my fucking weakness: is the size of a goddamn harness. I was okay with it, even though I was still yelling at everyone how much I hate them during the roller coaster. He was. But- he was very spiteful. It was so scary. You had to go down backwards and then okay, front. Okay, let me let me explain how this thing's set up because if I describe it to you, you'll be like, "Yeah, you're right. That is a very fucking weird roller coaster." It like comes so, off the track and spins while you're going like sixty. Got, when they when they load you in, it's got two four person mine carts, or maybe more than four, but it's like a it, small no, it's, yeah, it's rel- two. Uh, mine carts. And so they they go they they then move up and they get elevated directly up. And then on a, on these tracks, and they are in a position where they you will at different times be doing a, a extremely fast roller coaster backwards, forwards. The orientation of the carts in regards to facing each other will change, and they will like spin. They're spinning and, and shifting around each other, like while they're moving. Wow, it's fucking strange. Like you've never been on anything like it before. Yeah, and it sounds know, delightful. I would probably love it. I hate water too, and I went. On, I liked the water rides because they weren't roller coasters, so that was great. I got soaked. See, that lazy I, I hate good. water rides, but I love roller coasters. But my reason for hating water rides has nothing to do with like the fear of it. It's it's more like I don't like walking around wet all day because I'm not going to go to yeah, Bush a, Gardens in my. They have people sized dryers it, that it you can walk bitch. into, but they were out of order. But they're broken and they cost five dollars when they're working. Yeah, I'm good. I just. I don't want to be wet. I don't want to look for a place to put my phone. You know, stuff like that. I'm, I just it's a we, plastic we, we bag. did not. We did not. I didn't expect to go on a water ride. We did not plan for for going on water rides. Well, it was also a hundred degrees, so I, it felt great. I have planned. I have dressed in an apparel that is appropriate to to like doing bush gardens with water rides, and I can confirm it is actually it is actually pretty great. But you do have to create a wardrobe for it, which I, is kind of lame. I, I yeah. was wearing quick dry pants, and they were pretty great. I mean, it's all I needed. Um, but what about your underwear? Were they quick dry? Well, no, I shit in them during the first roller coaster. They were, they were, <laughs> they were hard and crusty. They might have insulated me against water later on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I will be putting out via the uh, Consequence of Sound podcast a double interview very soon with Mario McNulty and Reeves Gabrels, two David Bowie collaborators. And if you know me and my relationship with David Bowie's music, you'll know that this is a, probably a huge fucking deal for me, and you'd be right. Um, these two dudes got together and remade David Bowie's 1988 record, Never Let Me Down, uh, which is Bowie's least favorite record he ever did. And as soon as he put it out, he wanted to, d- to redo the whole thing. He did a remix back in the uh, early 2000s of one of the tracks that he thought really needed the most attention to, um, to, to let it shine. And the songwriting on the record's beautiful, but the production sucks. So he had a proof of concept. And uh, according to this, uh, this interview, basically... David Bowie left a bunch of envelopes like open one of these a year and I'll tell you what to do next and one and the envelope for this year was get these people together and remake never let me down 
and those they, two people specifically well specifically the producer mario mcnulty he might have actually created i think he actually assembled the entire band it was all people who he'd collaborated with in the past reeves gabrell's was david bowie's lead guitarist and, and main collaborator from like 1988 through 2001 and then they parted ways so this is a big deal him being on this like all of my favorite Bowie records of that era were touched by Reeves Gabrels, especially outside the episode that uh, Mark with the C and I did an entire uh, real congregation about. And um, it's the cyberpunk rock opera thing. Um, so this record, the new version of the record, I'm a bit 50-50 on it, but some of it is incredible. If you love David Bowie, it's like having a brand new David Bowie record. And these are the two people responsible, Mario McNulty, the producer, and Reeves Gabrels, the incredible guitarist. Um, and I might add that in the interview with Reeves, there's a, a little bit of a teaser as to what is to come next in terms of the Bowie reissue catalog and things that might happen, some secret things coming from the vault, um, and some great stories to, to share. So um, that is on the Consequence of Sound podcast feed, and I'm very, very excited about that particular thing. I don't know when it's coming Let out. Let me ask you a question. Yes. So David Bowie is dead. Yes. And he has many of these envelopes, one to be opened per year. Yeah. How many of these envelopes does he have left? Uh, at least two. Oh, man, I would have written like a thousand. I, I don't know. This was... I for, don't know. For the next thousand years. I'm not great. sure how much hyperbole it was, but Reeves was like, yeah, you know, he had a five-year plan, and uh, this is, you know, the third envelope, so here we go. Um, Weird. Last one is like, snort my ashes. <laughs> that would have probably had to have been the first one. Through your Because who knows where they are right now. Someone's got them. <laughs> one of them's just like, take a break. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or join me. <laughs> You've already touched the envelope that's been laced with poison. That's, See you the, soon. that's the final envelope. No, it's, the, it's the second to last. The last envelope will never be opened. Because I, they're t- I, do, I do love that David Bowie has like a you know a five-year plan we should all do something like that like mm-hmm. secret envelopes to be mailed or to someone or to be opened upon got. a certain date yeah that would be neat yeah i think that's i think that's a nice thing for anybody to do why would just be used like condoms you're, you're still around manipulating the world even after you're gone <laughs> spread my seed here is a filled condom <laughs> it's 10 years old but it works <laughs> i'm very potent it's been in the sun <laughs> in florida years um why is this envelope in a freezer (laughs) (laughs) i should have thought of putting in a freezer damn it (laughs) um so what else what else what else we talked about cthulhu we talked about bowie um we've talked enough about shit we have talked enough about shit but but uh but i i want to share a couple things um well, I'll, I'll share one thing one 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 no i'll share two things you get i'm gonna gonna do two things okay Adventure Time ended recently. Uh, it Good was, riddance. You're such a bad That guy. show was shit from the beginning. It was amazing. What a cry for attention if I've ever heard it. <laughs> wow, Brandon, you're, you're a very popular individual right now. No, it was good. It was an amazing show. It was an incredible <laughs> show. Uh, it was an in, intense and weird ending. I kind of wish they got to spend a little bit more time, but it was, uh, it, was cl- it was very Adventure Time. It was... I haven't seen it yet, so no spoilers. No spo- well, I, well, I would, I would never. I would I never offer any spoilers. I haven't seen it since Elements or it, Islands. It's super wild. Well, yeah, it it ties up a lot of a lot of loose ends, um, and is it is definitely is You will have like you think it's hard to understand Adventure Time if you haven't watched from Elements to the very end. You'll have no clue what the hell's happening, <laughs> um, and even then, it tag backs tags back to a lot of stuff. Skyhooks. So, 
It doesn't tag back to Skyhooks. Oh, I want more Skyhooks. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, th- so the series ended, and there might still be a movie, who knows. But much to my surprise, shortly after the end of, of the series, like within a few weeks, the Adventure Time Season 11 comic started coming out. So they're continuing the comic. But they've ended the show. They've ended the show, but this is a continuation, a hypothetically canonical, hypothetically uh, continuation, because the comics have always been kind of up in the air, uh, of of the show follow, immediately following the events of the finale. But it'll be like written and done by just other people yeah, not really associated with him. Well, it, it's not it, It's not any people who were on staff as far as I know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, someone named Sonny Liu and uh, Ted Anderson. Uh, as as a duo writing team but i read the first issue it was great um there's some very satisfying uh character arc continuations that happen there and an interesting fact is that in in this comic they went ahead and did something that was kind of maybe a long time coming which is that they use they their pronouns for bimo bimo um and uh and so that's a thing which is fun the other thing is that if you haven't heard Deadpool two is being brought back to theaters. <laughs> oh yes, this uh, this Christmas. Um, oh, never... they're putting it in theaters. Yeah, I didn't. Yes. I didn't yeah. catch that part. Of uh, it. The twenty first of December. A I'm little, gonna go. A little film called The Deadpool Before Christmas comes I have out. To see I'm it. going for sure. And it is it is <clears throat> being considered. There's not a lot of information just yet, but it's being considered an adapted version of Deadpool two for children. It has a PG thirteen <laughs> rating for all the kids who dress up as Deadpool for Halloween, but actually legally in, ha- haven't really been able to see the film. The, the thing that's what I really want to see from this movie, and we can all speculate, is that they'll just put, like, crappy CG snow, like, falling down the whole movie, and they'll edit all the swear words with, like, banana, like, really bad dubbing. One speculation that I saw based on, like, a picture that Ra- was Ryan released. Reynolds tweeted a picture, yeah. and it is... Fred it's, Savage. Oh, yeah. it's, from, it's Fred Savage, from Princess from, Bride, who was the, the child, who, who was at the time the child in Princess Bride. But he's still like it, in the same bed, yeah, laying in, down in a, in a child's room in a bed, and Deadpool is in a chair with a Santa hat on, reading him a book. <laughs> so I, I hope it's all narr- the whole movie's narrated like bad CG snow, just like really funny edits. They, they, um, they, it's, it will feature. It's going to be he- heavily edited, obviously, because it's a radar <laughs> film, but it will feature 15 minutes of new footage as well as a new character, and in theory, that new character is Fred Savage. Oh. Uh, is Columbo still alive? Because uh, he played Fred so. Savage's no. dad. In. Yeah, no, Col- uh, Columbo um, is long gone. I'm trying to think of his name. Um, it's Columbo. Yeah, it's Col- I thought that was... It. He, he never had a name. It was Columbo. No, the, 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 the actor's name. Uh, Columbo. I, Columbo. There was um and in in Budapest there's a a statue of, of Columbo, Columbo and a dog and it's it's on a street that has the same last name as Columbo the street. actor who played yeah him. it's Columbo it's Columbo he, Columbo yeah uh, yeah Luigi Mario 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 Columbo Columbo God damn why can't I I've never not been able to remember his name but it's gone now so anyway moving on and move to the very end of the show thanks so much for listening I had a blast um. That's That's the end of the show. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.